blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm Adam. I'm John. And I'm Cousin Matt. And I am extremely <laughs> excited to be here to let you guys know you fulfilled one of my lifelong dreams. Oh, what is that? Being our cousin, I assume? <laughs> Other than that, becoming a golden girl. That's yes! right! I never thought it'd be possible, and... Adam, you are correct. I am definitely a Sophia. Her one-liners are just out of this world. Easily a Sophia. You are definitely the uh, the rapier wit, the rape wit, uh, if you will. But uh, it's wonderful. Yes, Matt is not only our cousin. He is legit family. We are family. Just call us Sly in the Family Stone here. Um, but he is a golden girl. He is awesome. You know, he uh, not just not just supports us being family, but he's also like, hey, guys, I want to be on the Patreon and I want to fucking talk an awesome movie that I haven't seen in a long time. Brings back so many memories. Yes. uh, Yeah. We are going to be talking the uh, good old 1998 stoner film Half Baked. And then we are going to be talking 1991 cartoon called Pro Stars. Who the fuck knew that was a thing? Uh, Then we are going to recast Half Baked with actors of today. All right. We're going to ask you about why you picked this stuff when we get into each one of those. Uh, But to start us off, John, typically we like to get ourselves back into 1998. Could you uh, kind of set our minds back then? The movie was released on January 16th, 1998. The Billboard Top 100 single of that week was a song called Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Awesome. A very, very cool, kind of almost sensual song. Topping the Nielsen ratings. Finding Nielsen ratings info after 1997 is actually kind of difficult because they they stopped doing week-by-week stuff. The best that I could find, it was probably, if it was early 98, it was probably going to be Seinfeld because it was coming up on the end of their last season. Uh, The video game that was just released was actually an arcade game that I do remember playing a little bit, and that was Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh fuck yeah! I played that was part. That's one of my favorite arcade games of all time, dude. I love them all. Every iteration because you just you can get a couple different uh, you know groups. It's like a tag team kind of game. Fucking love it. I don't think I ever played it all that much. By then, I was probably out of playing arcade games. Okay. Uh, the New York Times bestseller uh, was a book that I've never read, but a movie that I saw because it got a lot of Oscar buzz, and that was Cold Mountain by Charles Frazier. Okay. Yeah. And my fun fact of 1998 was. This was when the hamster dance was released. It was a result of a competition between Canadian students to see who could generate the most 
internet graphic. Wow. Oh, man. Fucking it's a slowed up version of something. I forget. It's a, it's it's a sped, up, sped up version sped up. of the song from um, Robin Hood. From the Disney Robin oh, Hood what a, cartoon. Oh, yeah. What a great, great movie that was. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Good shit. And uh, we heard we have some guest facts coming in. Matt, we do. what are you going to tell us about 95, 98? So 98 in particular, that was the year of the cigar and the blue dress. Um, oh. <laughs> Woo! We also that also came with it depends on what a lot of things came is is (laughs) yes yeah that's a great great line Titanic was just huge that year yep Uh, Google was founded yep okay people's sexiest man alive Harrison Ford in ninety eight me maybe yeah exactly he was even he was even too old then (laughs) and uh, the uh, swimsuit edition for Sports Illustrated was Heidi Klum I I'm not gonna argue with some Heidi Klum yeah woo to this day she's yeah. I would say she looks good now. I she could be she could be the the cover every year, and I'd be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony Bono ran into a tree. I remember oh, I remember that. that. Yes. <laughs> Jesse Ventura was elected governor. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Phil Hartman and Sinatra died, and Phil Hartman still to this day does the best Sinatra. Oh yeah. Oh, he does. He I, I think awesome. he does a better Sinatra than Sinatra does. <laughs> yeah. Er, I think Er was the. Would have been the Nielsen. Uh, you it's know what? Possible. You're probably it's right. Entirely possible. It's Huge. very possible. Bulls won the NBA championship. That'll tie in with pro stars. Yeah, that and, was the uh, uh, that was the last year of uh, Jordan's the 97 like, second, the second three peat. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, my last fun fact was just uh, McGuire hit 70. Oh, that's right. Okay. Kind of brought right. back baseball. Yeah, yeah, the whole run with him and uh, Sosa and and how much steroids they were eating. <laughs> uh, all the roids. It. You know, in, in baseball, I know, so you've actually done them, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say this. Not happy about the steroids thing, but that whole run made baseball exciting again. Absolutely. After that 94 strike and they kind of died down and people were pissed off and not really want to watch it, baseball needed that. And if that had not happened, I'm not sure where baseball would be today. 100%. All right. That's a hell of an awesome year right there. A lot of fun facts. Thank you, Matt, for uh, jumping in some of those extra cool stuff. But now, light up that spliff. It's time for Half-Baked. All right, Half-Baked came out in 1998. As we said, it was directed by Tamara Davis. She also directed another comedy classic from around this area, era, Billy Madison. Uh, she also directed the awful Britney Spears movie Crossroads if anyone saw that but she's also done some uh, music video stuff she did the directed the music video for Tone Loke's Wild Thing and Hanson's Mbop if y'all are big this movie was written by Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan who uh, Neil Brennan was Chappelle's writing partner. He wrote with him on uh, Chappelle's show, also wrote on some episodes of All That. He wrote for multiple episodes of Singled Out and also for The Daily Show, which makes sense with the uh, tie-in to Jon Stewart on this one. So Didn't Jon Stewart basically get his career start from on weed? 
<laughs> pretty much yes his uh his character on here was kind of like the the first thing i remember him from at least you're right uh music in half baked was done by alf clausen uh, he has done moonlighting he did the critic he did 578 episodes of the simpsons uh, but john we actually talked about him because it's funny his name is alf and he actually did the music for alf as well oh wow <clears throat> and the cast for this movie uh, Thurgood is played by Dave Chappelle. I don't feel I have to mention who he is too much. He is the greatest comic of today, in my opinion. Who's your top three? My top three is Dave Chappelle. Um, all to, all time or right now? All time. Dave Chappelle, uh, Bill Hicks, and gosh, that third spot's so hard. Yeah. Um, well, you. I mean, Bill Hicks is up there as well because John and yeah. I have talked about him before. He's a big like nostalgic like comic for us like he really got me into john got me into bill hicks too yeah yeah it was it really john you fucking <laughs> you did that for us um and dave Chappelle for me is much and i want to throw in probably chris rock i love some of his stand-up i think it's a little um overshadowed by other people but i, I think his stuff is hilarious who was the fellow who uh one of his lines was i used to smoke a lot of weed i still do but i used to too mitch hedberg <laughs> Yeah, oh, go ahead. That's a, yeah, that, that sounds like a perfect Mitch Hedberg little quick thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, uh, Scarface. Well, oh yeah, sorry, Dave Chappelle. Besides uh, being an awesome stand-up comedy uh, comedian, he does some great stuff on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen his recent stuff, he never backs down from his stuff. That's why I like him. I believe everything should be made fun of and Love is it. allowed to be made fun of. And people who say, "Well, you can't make fun of it; it's too sensitive." Fuck you. My, it's my personal belief. Comedy is open to everything. You shouldn't make fun of anything. If something's taboo to you where you feel like, oh, I shouldn't make fun of that, you probably shouldn't make fun of anything. I mean, the, and, and make the, fun of yourself the most. That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Once you start weeding out what you can make fun of, then literally you're going to piss off everybody. And so you shouldn't make fun of anything. So in my opinion, fuck them. <laughs> like, Chappelle does it the best. <laughs> Chappelle does it the best. All right. Also, yes, Chappelle's show. Uh, that's what he's best known for. Um, well, besides this movie, maybe, but, uh, well, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Chappelle show was really his big thing. Uh, Scarface was played by Guillermo Diaz. He's been in the show Scandal recently, which is pretty popular. He made a couple appearances on the Chappelle show and on the show Weeds. If you guys watched that one at all as a Showtime uh, show, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, Brian is played by Jim Brewer, who was an awesome stand-up comedian in his own right. He was on SNL for a good few years in the mid-90s. And, uh, John, if we, I think we mentioned this before, he actually played Randall in a live action pilot for clerks that did not get picked up. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, so. that's a, that's, I think that's about a spot on Matt. Yes. But I'm kind of glad that never got made. <laughs> yeah. It, we don't need it. The, the, the film is awesome and it's, and you don't need a, the cartoon was fine, but yeah, the, the live action is unnecessary. Uh, Kenny is played by Harland Williams who we mentioned before as the cop that drinks piss in Dumb and Dumber. And then uh, he is also a really good stand-up comedian as well. Mm -hmm. And then the last person I'm going to mention here, uh, Mary Jane is played by Rachel True. She was in the second Sharknado movie that I'm sure everybody knows her from. Uh, she was in a show called Half and Half for quite a bit. But John and Matt, you probably might remember her best from The Craft she was uh, one of the main girls in The Craft. Oh, I love The Craft, dude. <laughs> yeah. so. All right. So, I'll s well, actually, Matt, because you picked it. You are a golden girl, so you got to pick everything that we are talking today. You picked Half-Baked. This is obviously a film that means a lot to you. Uh, we're, picked, we're talking the, the show because of you, and we're doing this casting because you mentioned that. So, why are we talking Half-Baked right now? And, and also, 
when was the first time you remember seeing this film? So I love stoner movies. Just I love comedian uh, comedian movies, but especially the stoner movies. I saw this movie in theater, and I know it wasn't a blockbuster. Not too many people went. I went with a buddy from high school, uh, still friends with him this day, and uh, we were so high. Ask me how high we were, Adam. <laughs> hey, Matt, how high were you? Higher than giraffe pussy. I... Giraffe pussy. G- oh, giraffe. <laughs> G- okay. <laughs> I, your, your enunciation confused me, but I got it. I got there. And yeah, I mean, just there's been so many good stoner movies over the years. Um, Days and Confused. And uh, one of the first one that really got me going when I was in like sixth grade, I had to hide it from my mom, was Friday. That's one of the, yeah, one of the great all-time stoner movies right there. With some of the best lines. Like some of the, just the lines that are quotable from Friday. Phenomenal. You got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and this movie, I mean, talk about yeah. quotable. We absolutely quoted this movie for months on end after this. And probably, yes. I mean, you know, the fuck you, fuck you, fuck oh, you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to get to them. There are spots You're that cool. I even, other than that, that I remember that I didn't realize were from this movie until I rewatched it. That I was like, oh, shit, that's why I say that. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Uh, John, how about you? When is the, what is your introduction to Half-Baked? You know, what do you remember about it? I'm not sure I saw it in the theater. It is possible, but I don't think so. Uh, this is more likely a movie I saw when I finally got to college and and got into extra stuff like that. I definitely had an I definitely had a nostalgic tie to it because there are lines in this movie, much like you, that I still say to this day. And, and I'll mention those as we get to them and stuff. I definitely remember watching it, probably in college, maybe in high school, but I think it was definitely a uh, a video, you know, one that I got a blockbuster, not one that I saw. On- yep. And I'm a little bit younger than both of y'all, so I didn't see this in the theater that I remember. My first memory of this is actually probably watching it on Comedy Central. And so I saw, like, the cut version first, and then it probably wasn't until either I got to college or I rented the DVD or bought the DVD. Uh, I can't remember which came first, and I then I is when I got the rest of it. But, um, yeah, so, like, uh, just the, the syndicated, um, you know, TV version was what I saw first, so. All right. Uh, one fun fact before we dive into our scene by scene breakdown: uh, Chappelle and Jim Brewer actually worked together prior to Half Baked. They were both on an episode of Home Improvement back in 1995. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they were so good together. ABC uh, signed them up to be on a sitcom together called Buddies. Uh, but Jim Brewer was apparently replaced before the show hit the airwaves, but Chappelle was on the show for as long as it lasted, like a half a season. Oh, wait, no, not half a season. It only ended up having five episodes before it got canceled. So, uh, yeah, they really didn't do too much, but they actually were on uh, some stuff before. All right, let's get into our scene-by-scene breakdown, and we start off in Anywhere USA in the mid-'80s. I like that little title card where they get us, like, who gives a fuck? We're just getting things started. And Thurgood is our narrator. He tells us about the first time they tried weed, and they were hooked. Do you remember the first time you tried weed? I was going to dive into that, Matt. God damn, you're <laughs> jumping ahead. You wanna, do you want to host? Come on. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm a listener, bud. I love the Beef Up Network. I'd like to give a shout-out to Action Action, Cartwright, Throwback Trivia hey. Takedown. Talking back and podcasting after dark. Holy shit. Thank you, Matt. That's killer. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do remember the first time I smoked weed. Uh, My very first time was a buddy and I went up to Marquette University. It was when I was in college. And we smoked that day. 
And I don't remember too much like of the smoking the day a little bit. It really just kind of nothing hit me all that hard. And then we went back for a party that night and I smoked again, but I also drank a lot. Ah. And so I think the combination, it fucked me up. I we I mean, like many people, it's a hard party. Many people woke up, like we're just like sleeping on the ground. I woke up on the ground, but I woke up. I remember this is a fucked up story, but uh, so this is technically my second one, but it was the same day as my first smoking day. And I had woken up and whatever happened, something fucked me up where I woke up and my left eye was like, I couldn't see out of it at all. I couldn't even Yarr. open the eyelid. It was crusted in blood completely. I had apparently cut right above the eyelid, and it, like, it had seeped on top and, and like, coagulated and whatnot, oh. and scabbed up in front. And so I was like, but I was also still super drunk when I woke up at, like, 3 a.m., and I was in the mirror, and I was, like, pulling it off and, like, ripping some of the ripped skin. I don't even know what the – I have no idea what the fuck happened. My friends told me that I was army crawling throughout the apartment. I was, like – on the couch, pretending I was getting electric shocked. I was fucked up. But it was oh, probably man. from both the weed and the alcohol. I love me some fucked up Adam, though. I <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you called me that one night? Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, mostly your, alcohol. your cousins ditched you on the other yeah, side. Yeah, well, because it ditched me because I was being a drunk asshole. Your pants were ripped all the way up from your ankle to your ass. And <laughs> yeah, you I got in a pants. fight. And you yeah. called me. It was like, the bars close around 2 o'clock around here. And it was like one fifty. I think you thought you went to the lumberyard, but we didn't end up going to the lumberyard, buddy. They wouldn't let you in. You, you and I went to, the, well, maybe it wasn't that night, but you took me to the lumberyard. No, it was that night, We, but it wasn't the lumberyard. It was the oh. world famous Big Earl's Gold Mines. Oh. <laughs> there was okay. no way in hell you were getting in the lumberyard. <laughs> now, John <laughs> too, has been there. Too classy? Yeah. <laughs> way too classy, but okay. yes. So I went to Big Earl's with you. The world famous Big Earl's Gold Mine. <laughs> That's the first one I've ever been to, though, dude. Yeah. I've seen some sweet things, though. I mean, I've seen the ping pong. Ping pong's still <laughs> flying there. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, th- I mean it, it, it calmed me down because I was really oh, pissed off from everything. It turned your night around, buddy. You <laughs> yeah, called the right person. <laughs> I, I mean, so, and I will say, you are the only cousin I've ever smoked with. I remember smoking in your car. You had like a little like red Toyota Tercel or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, maybe it wasn't a red. But it was a small, I never had nothing like, like that. <laughs> nothing like that. It was a small like two door car though. Yeah, oh yeah, it was a small piece of shit. Yeah, but we smoked before we went back into uh, you know see your mom, my aunt, and some other people. And whatever the strain was, it was actually the giggliest I've ever been. <laughs> like whatever it was, I've never been so giggly on weed than that one time. I smoked with you, but I smoked plenty of times, but that was the time that most of the time I I don't care for weed because it's like, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't get like the fun giggles and whatnot. It's more of like, you know, I get more of like, I guess the deep in thought other stuff, which I don't care, care for all that much. But that time I had a good time with you and we, you and I were both couldn't stop laughing when we went in and I, I enjoyed that. Uh, So Matt, when was your first time smoking weed? Yes. So uh, it was my summer before my sophomore year high school. And yeah, a buddy of mine, he just called me up, said, Hey, you want to try this? And I said, About time I do. And uh, it about was about time a, before your sophomore year. About time. I was, I was 15, man. I was, you know, I mean, it's like everybody man. else was like 13, you know. <laughs> and uh, we used, I remember it was a Mountain Dew 20 ounce that I turned into a steamroller. Uh, you're gonna have to explain steamroll. Is that like just a, a bong made from? It's, the well, can? a bong has water. Um, so uh. steamroller. So you turn it like 
horizontally. Um, so you got your. Could, couldn't you have just used the Mountain Dew as instead of the water? Would that would that have tasted good or bad? Uh, I don't know, but we didn't need any water with this because the way it <laughs> okay. is. So you've got like you 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 know there's already one hole in there where from the mouthpiece, and then you you uh, drill a hole on the other end of it, and then so that'll be your carb, and up top's where the bowl is. Um, and he just cut a hole in the Mountain Dew bottle and put like tin foil in there and poke some holes in it. It was the most fucking janky stoner. But that's one thing that I appreciate about this movie, and we'll get to that scene um, when they're going through all those famous people of you know different type of stoners. And one of them is the, the MacGyver stoner. Yeah, that's him. And that's totally what that was. Okay. Watched Alice in Wonderland afterwards and blew my fucking mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, John, have you tried the substance? Do you even want to mention it? You can. Uh, you know, you're the uh, one another another family man out here, but... As is Matt. Though. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I've never tried it. Okay. I've never, I've never actively tried it. The, the most I've ever had is kind of contact high from other people at a concert. I remember okay. the first time I was aware of it, aware of having a contact high, was actually the first time I saw Soundgarden in concert at the Omni, uh, and I was with three friends. This was my junior or maybe even sophomore year of high school. I remember smelling smoke the whole time. I was like, okay. So what did it smell like to you? To this day, weed smoke doesn't smell great. I had two uh, roommates in college who were heavy, heavy smokers. I lived in a house with uh, three other guys, and everyone had their own bedroom. And the one across the hall from me and the one next to me, both heavy, heavy smokers. So in the summer when we didn't have classes, that, that's what they would do pretty much every day. They would just get high every day. I'm not a huge fan of the smell of it. I also don't like smoking things like i've never liked mm. cigarettes or i can i can handle a smoke cigar. a cigar i can smoke a cigar because you don't really inhale with yeah exactly yes i'm with john on that same yeah. kind of thing i but, like a good yeah. cigar. i don't i don't like inhaling things um someday i think if i get to the point where i can i can do it where my kids are not around i'll try like yeah. an edible or something like that i'll be fine with that uh, yeah but, there's no reason to i mean if you haven't done it by now <laughs> now one thing that i definitely recommend and i recommend this for everybody one time in your life eat the mushroom See, I want to that. I want to do that. I want to do that once. Like that is gonna. I've to. done ec- I, and I'll throw in ecstasy. All right, ecstasy salad. Uh, um, dude. Okay, no, no, but um, don't do don't do like pill form because they some of the shit they mix it with. You got to watch it. They like, get yeah. uh, oh, what's the pure form there? Uh, MDMA. Yeah, there you go. But I'm just saying, you can feel good. I was I was at a rave and I had some good stuff and it was awesome. So I think it's a fun experience one time, and I'll say I want to try sh- shrooms one time, just like, an, like a legit, yeah. It, it, so. it uh, I don't know, it just gives you a little bit different outlook, you know, makes you look at things a little better mm. in a different light, get closer to nature. I'll say, John, you've never tried it, you know, I don't know if Matt, you're still doing it or not, but now's the time, y'all are together. Yeah, we didn't mention John is up in Iowa visiting our golden girl, Matt, which is awesome, visiting family, and I saw Matt actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe a month ago when I was up there, so that was really nice. Too. It's great seeing you guys, man. I, I got the best cousins, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's good shit. All right. Okay, let's get back to the film. That was a good little side tangent. Uh, all right, so these kids, uh, you know, they, they're all grown up now. They now live in uh, New York. Thurgood is a custodian at a pharmaceutical company, and we see that uh, Kenny's a kindergarten teacher, Scarface is a burger flipper, and Brian works at a record store. Perfect job for a stoner kindergarten teacher. I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly, they kind of say, like, oh, you might be worried, but, like, he is super chill, and he's great with the kids. Yeah, very positive. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. 
I mean, he makes them feel so good. Like, that's the thing is he, he boosts their, uh, you know, positive feelings. And so he does a good job. Thurgood sets up really the world around him and just kind of like how uh, how they like to get, they have specific things that they do, rituals to, um, you know, when they smoke and they have their big old bong called Billy, Billy Bong, bong Thornton. Thornton, which is a great <laughs> pun. Love that. Did you, you know, you have any specific rituals when you smoked, Matt? Uh, not really. I mean, no. No. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I didn't smoke. I mean, I smoked plenty of times, but it was always secondary. I've never had it myself or, you know, been a big smoker. But if someone offered it to me, I always was like, yeah, sure, I'll take some. But I had no no big rituals. We also find out a little bit about a weed delivery service uh, run by a guy named Samson. So that'll come back. Just kind of setting up the world around him. I love the video for that, too. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see uh, we see Tracy Morgan as a video VJ who introduces Sir Smoke a lot, who's played by uh, Dave Chappelle as well. And yes, he's got a song about Samson, and it's cute. And it just, that kind of shit brought me over to wow, what an easy transition to Chappelle's show because like just seeing Chappelle doing multiple characters, doing like that kind of thing, I thought fit really well with the style that I already, that I already know him from um, that Comedy Central show. So. Uh, on his way back from getting munchies, because, you know, they all eat or they all really needed munchies. Munchies is a thing. There's no doubt about that. Is it? Yeah, I think because I don't tell tell us. Did you have a go to munchie food or did you have a ridiculous munchie, epic munchie list? Like Brian said, uh, which he had to just go, go through a whole bunch of stuff. Get some sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky. Some peanut butter, get some Hagen dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot, make sure chocolate, gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, red popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers is the marshmallows, the little marshmallows and little chocolate bars, and we'll make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> also, celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with the little crunch berries, pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, whole lot of water. And bunions. So that is 100% correct. I mean, for sure, there is a list of stoner food. And I love they portray it so well when he nails, when he just nails with the funions. Mm -hmm. I mean, just... <laughs> funions, man. Yeah, bunions. I mean, and funions are definitely on my list as well. So, you know, and then there's a... I love food, though. I'm a foodie. Yeah, well, who so. doesn't? You know, you know, we got a lot of like, good food around here. Matt, you're you're in good shape, and you're talking to two fatty bobatties. <laughs> we we love food. All right, you you were you know you you enjoy food. We love food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't know. I can put it down. I'm telling you. Yeah, no doubt. No I doubt. basically just kind of had to change up my eating habits, especially eating at night. Uh, you know, so yeah. bad. Kids are in bed. Nobody's around. Come yeah, here, chips. Oh, get in my belly. <laughs> You're yeah. looking pretty cut though. Last I saw you, so that's good shit. Yeah, yeah, I cut Props down. To it, you. it feels good. I mean, you know, I was uh, I was getting around 190, yeah. and I've dropped to 160. So I was, dude, I had a beer gut and bitch titties. I mean, <laughs> it looked weird because I was skinny everywhere else. I would suck an entire foot. I'd suck a football field of dicks to be 190. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, Kenny Kenny feeds. All this food to this uh, horse that he sees, this police horse. And we cut back to the horse who uh, has eaten all the food and it's keeled over and dies. 
And oh shit, we find out that it's a diabetic police horse <laughs> named Buttercup. Butternuts. <laughs> Butternuts. <laughs> yeah. That is a funny where you can't fucking say the name correct. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the cop being very upset arrests Kenny for killing the horse. In a very quick fashion, uh, he gets a million-dollar bail put on him, and he is now put in prison. Uh, we see that the guy on the couch, we just kind of get introduced to the guy on the couch, left a message that uh, Kenny left for them when he was you know, dealing with uh, all of his stuff, being all the police stuff. Uh, and we see the guy on the couch. We hear the voice first, and it's Stephen Wright, who is a phenomenal stand-up comedian. Absolutely. Yep, and apparently that character was actually inspired by a real guy uh, who crashed on Chappelle and Brennan's couch. Now I didn't, I couldn't find out who it was, or they may, it may have been like a nobody or just some random friend. But they apparently, you know, while they were as a writing team and living together, they had a guy that just fucking stayed with them all the time, just like that. So <laughs> kind of stoner life. I mean, <laughs> shit happens, kinda, and you don't really question it. You're just like, well, <laughs> makes sense. All right, so the guys go and see Kenny, and they re- they want to try and raise the bail money to get him out. So uh, on the way out, uh, walking out of the um, prison, Thurgood sees this beautiful lady. You know, she left her purse um, by accident, so he kind of hands it back to her. He flirts with her real hard. He comes on strong. Real strong. I mean, I thought so too, but it was a great move. I liked his line. Hey, lady. Miss, is this your purse? Yes. I'm sexy. I'm a scholar. People like me. Give it to me. Bye. Hey, where you going? I'm leaving. Well, uh, can I leave with you? Follow me. He'd be probably me too today, but... Yeah, I mean, but... I don't know. I mean, he was obviously joking. He was obviously just... And she liked it. You could tell. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That is not an excuse, Matt. Just- <laughs> I'm just joking. I said that on purpose, everybody. Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, she's apparently, we find out she was there to see her father who was in for uh, narcotics or something. Um, he lies and says, oh, no, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I don't do drugs at all. So trying to set himself up as a good guy. But um, she ends up giving all of them a ride home, which is incredibly nice from some people that you saw you met at prison, uh, seeing their buddy in prison. I don't know if I would be doing that to anybody. John, if you were in prison and I was seeing you and then somebody else needed a ride, I'd say, fuck off, buddy. Yeah, but, probably. Well, you know, unless it was a hot girl and I was interested in her, then you know what? Sure. Her and her three friends? Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, you would. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I do like how Scarface and Brian in the back, they almost blow the whole, you know, weed thing. But then also they just, they just they're just like dumb guy friends. So like just bros. R- rip on them. Yes, yeah. they're just bros. <laughs> so, but it all kind of works. You see her smiling and kind of digging him yeah. throughout that entire thing. So, all right. At work, a scientist asks Thurgood to do him a little favor. Go pick up uh, something from him from the phar- pharmaceuticals area. And which he does. And just kind of, I like how he just starts sniffing around. He can tell something. Man, somebody's having a party. Uh, and then that's what the guy was needing. He gives gives her, or the uh, pharmacist, gives him a pound of marijuana. Uh, and he, I love his react. He basically just does a, a standing cum, like a, <laughs> uh, a dry cum. Oh. Anytime he's around that area, you just you literally see Dave Chappelle like uh, humping. And, and he has and, great physical yeah. humor. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Um, and I will say their weed, uh, when they pull it out, it, it looked like alfalfa. It didn't look like weed. It was though. alfalfa, 100%, yeah. dude. I, I have bailed hay, everybody, okay? <laughs> I know for a fact that was not marijuana. Yeah, it did. It didn't look like it, and I'm not even. I'm cat. I'm not even casual. I'm less than casual user. And I was like, "That's some fucking herbs, man. That's some stuff they bought at the goddamn grocery store." <laughs> it kind of. Uh, I like how Chappelle offers himself as a lab rat to the guy. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, you can test on me. Whatever this is, I'll do it." And he even says a line here. He says, "If you ever need a guinea pig, let me know." You know, my grandfather was into Tuskegee experiments. I so I didn't it. know what that was. I had to look that up. What? And that is some, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know. That is some good dark humor there, all right? Oh, so if yeah. anybody is, is dumb like me who doesn't know the Tuskegee experiments, this was basically uh, uh, an abusive and ethically unsound study. Very unethical. <laughs> conducted in like the uh, third, from the 30s to the 70s by the Public Health Service and the CDC, where basically they wanted to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis in black males. So they basically had all these black males who had syphilis or I don't think they gave them syphilis. You ever had syphilis, who, Adam? No, I've, <laughs> I've been clean, baby. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had my fair share around with the ladies. I've oh. had chlamydia is the worst I have. have but, yeah, oh, yeah, I just have to take penicillin. a pill for that. Yeah, yeah okay, that's good. Condoms suck. But syphilis is apparently a little bit tougher and particularly tougher when it's untreated. So the CDC and the public health service told these people that they were getting health or getting help and receiving health care from it. And they weren't like they were basically just testing them to see how it was over time without being treated. Please tell me their family sued. I don't, I don't oh, remember I'm, I'm sure that I, I hope so. I yeah. fucking hope so because 28 patients died directly from syphilis? the syphilis. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I mean, well, cause uh, it went nowhere exactly, and then a uh, hundred died from complications related to it, so not it directly. And then forty of the patients' wives got the syphilis, and nineteen children were born mm. with congenital syphilis thanks to that. And so that is fucked. Damn you, government! Fuck the government, man! Blow it all up. Um, <laughs> but I loved like once I saw what that was, I was like, oh, that is so dark. That the made joke just hit, didn't that, it? The joke hit hard, and I loved it. Which is funny because Dave Chappelle's grandfather actually was in the Tuskegee experiment. Wow. Yeah. What? John yeah. with the stat. Whoa. Yeah. That, that was wasn't, a, that wasn't, that was kind of a joke, but also not. Yeah. Even darker. <laughs> <laughs> Even darker. Holy shit. That sucks, man. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, yeah. Ooh, how was the chlamydia? What did, did you burn? <laughs> It did burn when I pee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. John, any STDs that you want to share with us? No, I'm super clean. Yeah, I've I've been I I I've gotten tested a couple times on some things. There were some scares. Ooh, the that swabby I thought, man. Oh golly. <laughs> Just talk about and take you to your knees. Just. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I had some I had some wild nights that may or may not have been fully protected, and so you want to get checked up and. At the time, at the at the uh, health center at the at our college, you could just go in and get tested any time. So it was that was helpful. Do you have any uh, uh, unknown children wandering around no, there? Adam? <laughs> Not that I know. Uh, they're unknown to me then, too. Okay. So I don't know. If That's I why do, I will I... never take one of those ancestry tests. <laughs> <laughs> at home, they test out this new uh, sweet medical weed that they got, and uh, instead of using. Billy Bong Thornton, they use Wesley pipes. Wouldn't be right, man. I love <laughs> yeah. that line. Yeah. <laughs> so which is a which is a pipe smoking? Have you ever smoked from a pipe, Matt? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There's, uh, I mean, glass pipes. Back in the day, though, um, there was these things. They were metal pipes, but they were called chamber pipes. Yeah, and there was like a little cap on the top, you know, with a little hole in it. So you could have it in your pocket and take it to school, and nobody would know. Okay. Yeah, I've I've not done a. I don't think I've done a pipe. I mean, I've done I've done plenty. I've done bong. I like to roll blunts best. I mean, blunt. Yeah, blunt joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, vaporizer was my favorite actually. Nice. That one. And the reason I liked that is because similar to John. I don't like the smoke going in. Mm. And with the vaporizer, it really, it was, it wasn't smoke. It, it was just like, I was getting like the chemical fun, but I wasn't getting that harsh smoke into my lungs, which I don't care for. Have you ever done any dabs? Concentrate? Like, like these? No. Like, <laughs> nobody can see. I just did that <laughs> shitty ass no, dab. You did, and- everybody was the best dab ever in the history of dabs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what are dabs? So it's uh, basically they... Get take a bunch of weed and then concentrate it into a wax, so it's oh. like ninety eight percent THC and yeah, it takes good nice sweetheart man. <laughs> okay, pretty much as pure as you can get. Okay, cool. These guys smoke their weed and it is glorious. And you know they even give some to the guy on the couch. He uh, he gives it. <laughs> he enjoys it. I love the look he gives too on the couch. Like he like yeah. he confirms. You know, yeah. And right yeah. back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of them, they're all floating in midair. Like, that's how you know it's that good. All right. Uh, they ultimately decide that they want to sell this weed to try and earn the money uh, to bail out their friend Kenny. And Kenny needs it, dude. Nasty Nate is going to get him. <laughs> Nasty Nate's coming on hard. I'm not going to lie. Hard and fast. Um, but luckily, Kenny has got... You know, someone else to protect him. He's somebody else's bitch. He's yeah. Tommy Chong's bitch. We get a guys, nice little cameo from Tommy Chong. The squirrel master. Yes, the squirrel master. Obviously from Cheech and Chong. And a huge, you know, weed advocate, obviously, with uh, Cheech and Chong stuff. Which I would say, I never got into the Cheech and Chong stuff. For some reason, like that 70s, 80s style of stoner film just didn't do it for me. But like the... Late 90s, 2000s stoner film. I'd say this, even like Super Troopers or some of the other stuff, like those ones, I like. They're funny. They appeal, I think, to comedy fans, period. Absolutely. Where I think Cheech and Chong movies really only appeal to stoner people. And so, or, or just people who like are part of the weed culture, which John and I really aren't. Uh, just speaking for myself, I'm not. And so I, I like a good comedy. And I can tell you, Half Baked and a lot of these other ones are just damn good comedies. So, and then they just happen to be, you know, making weed as the central subject. So, the guys uh, make their company called Mr. Nice Guy, and uh, yeah, they get started. They set, they hand out a bunch of samples, which seems expensive as shit. Or, well, it's not expensive because they're getting their weed for free. Yeah. So that's the smart thing is they're getting people addicted, which uh, you know, or interested in their product, if you will, by handing out the samples. Which Did, I never, I never got a free sample. Yeah, I was gonna I'm ask. Still like, I've never, never seen that, but totally. All right, uh, Thurgood gets a call from Mary Jane. They make a date, and I really like this scene here, where you have to see the date that they go on, and he's only got eight bucks, and so you've got a little running counter of the money. Oh, been there so many times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get to count the pennies. Oh, I've been a. Ba- I mean, there's been so many girls who just. I'm very forgetful when it comes to dates. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Mr. Smooth, you know, talker, Mr. Smooth, you know, doing all the, the good stuff with the dates? Not on the dates, no, no. 
No. Oh, it's the other stuff that they remember you for. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There we go. So, but anyway, I love that little scene. I think it's really well done with uh, you seeing that kind of the counter as he's going stuff. He steals some money from a homeless guy, so his money goes up at one point, and then yeah, it's just kind of awesome. that was that was awesome when he stole from the bum. That was. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Thurgood finds out that her father is in prison for weed. Oh shit! You know he was there that for. That must uh, be the shit. <laughs> so, oh, that must be it, shitty. It is. Which I think nowadays people are learning more and more that yes, um, you know, being in prison for weed is ridiculous. It's time to legalize. I mean, is nationally that's this is the thing that people who are against it just think about it. One, it is, and I'm this is coming from a guy who likes alcohol way more than weed. Weed is better for you than fucking alcohol. There is. It's all the stats in the world will tell you that. After bartending for seven years, I know one hundred percent, and I struggle with alcohol. I mean, I yeah. I've taken a, a hiatus. I've I've been sober for you know months now, but nice. Congrats. Yeah, it uh, it's shitty, and I've seen it just completely. No, you keep on drinking, buddy. <laughs> As I was taking a sip from my whiskey, <laughs> I was wondering, like, hey, congrats, and then I took a congratulatory sip of my uh, Maker's Mark. Only one way to congrats. <laughs> Cheers. Oh well, but you, but yes, it is. It is a. It's a better drug for you. Now, granted, people still shouldn't be driving on it or other stuff. But it comes with responsibility. Of course, I mean, just like just like alcohol, just like other absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. But think about it. Man. Think about it, man. <laughs> Seriously, legalize that stuff and regulate. You know that to make sure people aren't driving on it as you can, just like with alcohol. Tax it. Fucking literally, you'd be you'd be paying for everybody's education. Seriously, you like you you would take care of like some of these terrible bills. Like some of the states, uh, when I lived in Colorado, the they legalized it, and the, we we actually got checks back from the government because they made so much money from weed taxes. Where they're like, hey, we made so much money that like here's some here's an extra fifty bucks because I can't remember why it was, but but ultimately, it's good. It's good. for Well, us. I mean, you're you're one hundred percent correct. Um, the majority of Americans, no matter what side they lean on, are for. The legalization. Yeah, but you're the right. thing is what you gotta understand, it doesn't matter what we want. Yes. It matters what the lobbyists want. Yeah, you're so you're god damn damn it. All right, I don't want to get too political with talks, but I hate those lobbyists too. I fucking hate them. So and that's that's the one thing that we agree on, man. Everybody just wants to blow up the regular system. The system as it is now, right or left, however you lean, we all know the current system is awful. Corrupt as shit. Yes. So let's blow that shit up and then let's let's toke up afterwards. Come together, man. It's all eat some mushrooms and just fucking groove. Yeah. Woo. All right. Okay. So all this date goes really well for uh, Thurgood because he got some booty. He got some booty. I got some booty. I got some booty. I got some booty. Good for him. All right. The next day, they get a bunch of calls for Mr. Nice Guy's weed services. And we get a cameo here, as we already mentioned before, from Jon Stewart as the enhancement smoker. So, Matt, tell us, what is the enhancement smoker? 100%. So, you know, you look at the back of a $20 bill, regular, and it's nice, neat, you know. (laughs) But then you look at the back of a $20 bill on weed, and all of a sudden there's, you know, little CIA agents popping out of the woods, you know, little bushes. And, uh, I mean, it... Dude, he did so great on that part there. But yeah, no, that's uh, it. I personally think it just kind of enhances color, especially taste. Uh, just a lot of your senses. All right. And then the next uh, cameo we get is Snoop Dogg as the scavenger smoker. John, would you tell and that's me? That's my favorite one. Sorry, John. <laughs> John, on. what is a what is a scavenger smoker? 
uh, just the guy who's only around when there's weed. Yeah, they pop up and they just steal some. Yep. So. That's how I started off as smoker, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't start buying until I was like 19 or 20. So all through high school, it was like, oh, God, here comes 80. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, from what I read, Snoop Dogg brought his own weed on set and was actually smoking weed while the rest of the movie was all, it was just like a tobacco substitute. Uh, so it wasn't weed, but like, Snoop don't fuck around. Yeah, he actually brought legit one when he was smoking on set. So, uh, and then that guy smokes so much fucking weed. Just, I think it's, yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> like, he, he's pretty much. 76.3% weed now. Yeah, yeah, that, that is that is 100% correct. I just fact-checked it. So, and then we get another another classic smoker Willie Nelson pops in as like the historian smoker who kind of all, always tells you about back in my day kind of smoking. These are so great. I just love the cameos cuz it's I don't know, it's just it's what makes this one of the probably in my opinion the perfect stoner movie out of all the great ones. Yeah, there are exactly they're all and they're 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 good cameos from weed advocate people who, you know, you, you know have been kind of talking about this for a while and they're just also funny ass guys. Or they're well Louis respected. Nelson smoked weed in the White House. I mean, geez. <laughs> they're people literally, those are people that are respected in their entire whatever they're doing. Like Willie Nelson is so respected by Weed smokers and non-weed smokers alike because of his country music and his everything he's done there. Snoop he's just a nice guy. Super nice guy. <laughs> and also Snoop, Snoop Dogg, hell of a rapper. Best friends with Martha, Martha Stewart. Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then there was another cameo I want to bring up here. We got some more cameos in a little bit. They talk about the after-school smoker kid, which sounded like it might have been Matt a little bit. <laughs> but, John, did you recognize this guy at all? Or Matt, did you recognize that kid? No, no. No. Okay. So his name is Daniel DeSanto. Uh, he's been in some movies like uh, Mean Girls. He's done some voice stuff like Beyblades. And uh, he was a kid on the Magic School Bus. But I know John at least watched the show. And Matt, I bet you did too. Are You Afraid of the Dark? He was one of the main kids on Are You Afraid of the Dark? He was like the oh, young wow. one. We were poor. We didn't have cable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Hey, single parent households, man. I know how it is. <laughs> so, I thought that was kind of cool. Kid, a kid who's you know between Mean Girls, Beyblades, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and uh, Magic School Bus. I thought that was pretty awesome. So, to keep up with the demand, the guys, uh, the other guys, have to quit their jobs. And here, Matt already alluded to this. I think we get the single greatest quote from this movie, one of the best scenes of this entire movie. And Matt, I'm going to let you act this one out for us. Buck you, buck you. Fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. What, I mean, John, literally, everybody uses this line. Oh yeah, all the time. Yes, this is, this is, I feel, permeated way past even just like half-baked, and people who don't even know this movie know that line or have heard friends say that. It's so huge. Yeah. One of the actual guys, uh, the other kind of main cashier that Scarface is working with is Neil Brennan, the the writer with Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. in this one. So nice little cameo from him. I also like Brian, uh, his scene where he leaves, where it's just a fun little parody on Jerry Maguire. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. All I want to know is, 
Who's coming with me? Who's coming, man? Who's coming with me? Huh? Who's coming with me, man? I will. Chan. Thank you, Chan. Yeah. He's, you know, flipping out and who's going to come with me? And do you know the lady who went with him? Jan. Jan, Jan, man. Uh, yes, Jan. But that is played by Laura Silverman, who is a sister to Sarah Silverman. Okay. But uh, she wrote multiple episodes and was also in that uh, Comedy Central cartoon, Dr. Katz. Do you know I that? I did see that, actually. Yeah, I was looking at her stuff. I noticed that. And for me, with her sister, uh, both her and Sarah Silverman voice um, characters on Bob's Burgers. I'm, and I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. Oh, Great show. Yeah, they voice uh, Andy and Ollie, so love that. Thurgood uh, even sells weed now to Sir Smokes-A-Lot. And, you know, we get a nice little scene of Dave Chappelle acting opposite himself. He had sex with my mama. <laughs> I need a backyotomy. I, like <laughs> I say that line all the time. Oh, backyotomy? Back Fuck yeah. Anytime, yep. anytime my back hurts or yep. like my wife is, are you okay? And I'm like, Back <laughs> yes. <laughs> and smoke a lot opened up to me uh, like yeah. I was Barbara Walters. It was ridiculous. He told me about his lawyer. He had sex with my mama. Why? His spirituality. God, if you listen, hell. His bad back. Doctor said I need a backy out of me. His love life. I'm impotent, man. Get away from me, bitch. And which she doesn't get because she's never seen the movie. But. <laughs> yeah. That's... You didn't watch this with her? No, I watched this. I watched this this morning oh. on my iPad while everyone else was. Oh, you didn't here. show the kids, John? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they they would have been so bored. Uh, yeah, they they wouldn't have got any of no. the humor. But okay. Uh, but yes, I mean, just great lines like that. But then also we find out Third Thurgood got some more booty as well at the end of this little scene. Just <laughs> got more booty. I got more booty. I got more booty. And then from him getting booty, we cut to some male asses in a prison shower. <laughs> Lots of male asses. <laughs> As Kenny is singing to himself with some soap, uh, you know, in the shower. I want to be clear. He was not singing to himself. Yeah. He was singing to the whole fucking ward. <laughs> Nasty Nate was loving it, too. Yes, he was. He gave him a little kiss and a wink. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and uh, then a wonderful little prison rape humor where he- And this is what keep me out of prison, dude. I'm telling you right now. I probably would have already committed murder if it wasn't for rape. I mean, I do not want to get ass raped. Yeah. No. Oh, he dropped the soap and here- and Why didn't he have it around his wrist? I mean, yes. dude, you oh got a double God, he, tie, do everything. It was everything. soap on a rope. He, he oh. but he dropped it and he has to bend over and get it and then in steps Nasty Nate right behind him <laughs> but luckily the Squirrel Master is there still to defend him but actually it doesn't have too much more time because we find out in a little bit that it's really only got about 11 more days uh, until the Squirrel Master is going to be set out and so he's got to get they try to push the guys to make their money a little faster or else he is literally fucked I do like the the scene where you know they're they're tent they're hesitant to tell him that they want to sell weed, and his response was, "Yeah, yeah. good, go, <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, get out of here." Yep. And no window love, no window love. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they don't do the knuckles. <laughs> so. 
Then we get a, a dumb, dumb little scene. I'll say one of my least favorite scenes in the movie is the, uh, Scarface gets a new dog. That's fine. I like Killer. Killer's funny. We get some funny stuff later with Killer. But they give the dog some secondary smoke, and it's flying around and just doing dumb humor stuff. I mean, I didn't need the scene, but total stoner stuff. Dude. Yeah, it's just it's just stoner. Got to be a stoner humor. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that my- is funny when I, when I saw that scene. I'm like, oh, Adam's gonna rip on. Well, it's not a good scene. Particular as a filmmaker, it's a <laughs> shitty scene. And and my main reason is because when you dangle humans from the wires to do the flying on the green screen, they can do stuff. The dog, they literally just have him sitting on a green screen box and he's just sitting there <laughs> and they're animating him through the air and I'm just like, that looks like shit, which I know is part of the humor. I get that, yeah. but it's just <laughs> it's just dumb. So, uh we get some more cameos. From some weed people, we get the uh, the artistic, uh, what camera or whatever it was, the artistic smoker who is uh, Janine Garofalo, who basically says that, you know, she can only, um, you know, get inspired when she's smoking. And then we get the MacGyver weed person. Uh, there we go. That was played by Stephen Baldwin. And to me, like, that really represents, I feel like there's a lot of MacGyver smokers out there. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, because you're going to find yourself in a pinch, man. Yeah, you, you never you got to make a bong out of anything. It might be an apple, it might be a can, like you said, whatever that that thing was. So or a plastic and, and something else. Stoners always forget, and stoners forget a lot of things. <laughs> it, uh, weed affects memory. They do say that in this film. <laughs> it is a lighter. Yeah. Um, so I knew I knew uh, I had this friend for a long time. He was a scavenger smoker through and through. But his whole thing was just make sure you have a lighter on you. And people are going to let you smoke with them because. <laughs> oh, that's so smart. Because, yeah, yeah, they'll. Wow. Okay. So to that to that end, my freshman year of college, kind of before I met my now wife, um, I was single and I was not very good at like meeting people. And so I wanted to meet. There were a lot of hot girls that lived in my dorm. Especially in Georgia. Oh, oh man. That's sweet Southern <laughs> page. Dude, literally. Go to the and, Georgia football games. The sun dresses are out. The Georgia college ladies are unbelievable. I'm a married man with three children. I have no reason to torture myself like that, Adam, <laughs> but thank you very much. But I kept a lighter with me because there were a lot of girls who smoked cigarettes out front who were right. always like... And if she smokes, she pokes, so... <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that equation never came to fruition for me. I, I would say it, was, for, it probably fits for weed girls less than, than, than cigarette girls. Yeah, most of those girls were like the two hot girls in high school who still thought they were, they didn't realize that in college, nobody gives a shit about them. (laughs) That early in the year, they still think that they're hot shit, so Uh, they would take the lighter, but they wouldn't, I never got anything out of it. No pokes. No pokes for John. (laughs) No pokes. Okay. Thurgood then gets uh, caught by Mary Jane. Uh, You know, things were going so well, but then she found that the the number for Mr. Nice Guy was the same number for him. You know, so that's not going well. His relationship's down right now. But they do get an endorsement from, from Sir Smokes-A-Lot in their next song, which, of course, pisses off Samson. And so now we're kind of getting more of of our one of our villains, Samson, in the film. They uh, start to expand because they're trying to, you know, needing to get Kenny out quicker. And then that gets uh, Scarface trapped, basically, by Samson. He uh, gets invited over. And then so now, oh, fuck, he gets kind of screwed over a little bit. 
Thurgood tries to get Mary Jane back, says he'll stop smoking weed. And, you know, he uh, even goes to an addiction meeting. You know, he gets, <laughs> I love, this is another great cameo here. Awesome. This is a fantastic cameo. And I would say this is probably like the, the first memorable cameo from Bob Saget after Full House, where people, 100%. when for people realized, oh shit, he is not as clean cut as Danny Tanner we thought he was. I didn't know Danny Ta- Danny Tanner sucked dick for coke, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, this I is like, the- marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen him. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Yeah. Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Fool this man! It wasn't until around this point that you then then people started like researching Bob Saget's humor, and you're like, oh wow, he really makes some like you know some dirty jokes and some stuff like that. But before that, all of us only really knew him from Full House. I was like, holy shit, that's a that's crazy cameo, but it works so well. And, it, and I think I would say how that wow factor of not expecting him to say that kind of a line makes it even better. Yeah. So. And I've never sucked dick for coke. Have you, Adam? Uh, just a little bit. Little dick for a little coke. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I've never tried coke. I will say that um, I cannot stand the idea of snorting. Injecting and I don't snorting like uppers. freaks me up. I'm too, I'm like already too energetic as it is. I don't really like uppers. I don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that stuff. I have plenty of energy, but like the idea of something snorting and like thinking that it can go straight to my brain as that kind of thing freaks me out too much. I'm not a fan of that. But, you know, other stuff. Yeah. Shrooms. No, I, no, I, Let's do that. Let's do it, Matt. All right. Uh, (laughs) So I do love that they, all these other people rip on Thurgood for being so addicted to weed when it's like, there's so much harder shit out there. I think that's, there is, but dude, it's, it, it makes it hard to quit weed. Cause you're like, well, fuck, you know, I mean, cause you get addicted. (laughs) It's, it's, it's an addictive drug. I'm telling you. Smoke it for, you know, 20 years. And- yeah. The, the people who were saying, like, there are some people out there that are like, well, it's, it's non-habit for me. I'm like, bullshit. I know some people who cannot sleep without it, and they need it. Yeah, but they are definitely right. No stoners would ever smoke dick or would ever <laughs> suck dick for fucking weed. <laughs> Not it's, for weed. No. Never, dude. Nope. You'll just uh, wait a little longer and take a resin hit or something, and yeah, you'll be fine. You're fine. You're good. So, uh, all right, we find out that Samson killed killer the dog they killed killer man and obviously uh scarface is heartbroken brian though he comes up with an even wilder theory as to what happened and i, I love, love his scene. <laughs> yeah you want to hear what i think man first of all to understand what happened to killer you got to understand who killer the dog was now, Killer was born to a three-legged bitch of a mother. He was always ashamed of this, man. And then right after that, he's adopted by this man, Tito Leibowitz. He's a small-time gun runner and uh, Rottweiler fight promoter. So he puts Killer into training. They say, you know, Killer's good. He is damn good. But then he had the fight of his life. Pit him against his brother, Nibbles. And Killer said, no, man, that's my brother. I can't fight Nibbles. And he made him fight anyway. And Killer, he killed Nibbles. And Killer said, that's it. 
he called off all his fights, and he started doing crack, and he freaked out. And then, in a rage, he collapsed, and his heart no longer beat. Wow. It's so good. Um, and we get some like just, you know, I love how they kind of play it out in our minds and we're kind of seeing this whole bullshit thing happening. So it's just, yeah, I mean, that's dumb, but I enjoyed that. Uh, so they end up going to meet with Samson. Brian says that they should, uh, you know, have Mr. Jamaican or Mr. Nice Guy be a Jamaican dude. And I love Chappelle's line here. You have smoked yourself retarded. Have you smoked yourself retarded? And it's <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I know some people who do that. So uh, they go and see him. And here is another line that I never realized I attributed to Half-Baked until I saw it again this time where Chappelle is like playing the Jamaican. And, the, and he's like, you know, has a terrible fake accent. Near like, the beach, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I'd be from Jamaica, man. Not a mercy. What part of Jamaica? Right near the beach. Boy. Yes. Why are you wearing Jamaica? Oh, right near the beach. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. The second I heard right near the beach, I was like, I say that all the time. <laughs> so, dude, every time I try to do a Jamaican accent, it always turns Irish. I don't <laughs> <laughs> you want to give us a hint? Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. I've never seen such a thing in my eye. All right. Uh, Samson ends up strong arming the guys for $20,000 a week. Was this a scene where the nipple pops out or is that later? That's, that's later. That's later. Dude, I love the line where he's got his friend in a headlock and he's like, stop right there or your Mexican friend gets it. Like, yo, I'm Cuban B. (laughs) Yes, Cuban B. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that guy who plays Samson? He's phenomenal. I I looked up his credits. He really didn't have enough other stuff to even mention him. But that was a shame because I thought he did a really good job. As Samson. So, Which is yeah. funny because he actually hated being on the film and wanted to quit. He demanded that all of his scenes be shot one day because mm. he didn't want to do it. They had finished kind of this actually more towards the, the final scene we see with him. Jim Brewer had actually done all of his stuff for the day and Dave Chappelle gave him some actual weed smoke. And then they called him back because I think his name is Clarence Williams III or something like yeah. that. The guy who plays Samson demanded that they finish that night and so he had to come back and he he apparently like had to re- had to do a bunch of takes because he oh. could not remember the line <laughs> yeah <laughs> which makes sense weed affects memory as we've already discussed <laughs> the uh guy on the couch gives the the our gang uh you know the idea to rob weed from the lab uh so they can then get the money they fumble their way through trying to you know steal from the lab and it it just goes ridiculously bad, of course. I think that's a funny Exactly what you think stoners would exactly. do. I mean. <laughs> exactly. When they opened up the door to show all of the weed, yes. my first thought was some poor prop guy had to wrap all of that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And I have had Maui Wowie is fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw that they had a whole bunch of different uh, strains, strains is what they're called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were all old school strains. Nowadays, dude, there's so many fucking strains. It's unbelievable. But all those like that, that was all, yeah, Acapulco Gold. And and they, they all did different stuff for you? Or did they taste different? Or what? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the, I can't. Well, think. we, so we up here in Iowa at first, we didn't have that good shit it was all what's called uh, brown frown it was all from like it was all brick and it all came from mexico and it was all had a ton of seeds and a ton of stems so yeah if we ever got any good weed that was like what, what's the name of this what's the name of this you uh, know 
So anyway, our guys, obviously, as we said, stumble their way through it and they get caught. So they have to uh, make a bargain with the cops to say, hey, we'll help you get Samson, who is this obviously famous drug dealer. So before they can do that, you know, they feel like they they got to smoke some first to stay calm and kind of make sure that they're in the right mindset. And so they do so. And much like John did on his quote unquote first time smoking, the cops get a secondary high from smoking. They're hotboxing, basically. The cops, though, get, end up getting too high uh, for them, and they other our other guys get found out. And then here, yes, they have their fight scene uh, that is against some very epic ladies that Samson has. Uh, that crossbow is sweet. The crossbow <laughs> is sweet. The lady uh, nunchuck's sweet. That titty mm-hmm. popping out is very sweet. Like fully, man. <laughs> they have a full on nipple popping out. Eventually, we find out that uh, Samson can actually walk. And he even has a gun and oh shit. But to save the day, Brian uses this magical ashes of Jerry Garcia that he mentioned earlier. Jerry, man, we need you. <laughs> and he pulls him out, who ends up knocking out Samson with a guitar. And that's where things is like, really? That's because <laughs> everything, you know, even like the flying things, you can all attribute to um, just like dream sequences or, you know, they're high. But like here, they actually use the magical powers of dead Jerry Garcia to save them. <laughs> I feel like that's probably a thing. I haven't looked this up or anything, but I'm sure somewhere in the 90s, somebody was trying to hawk yeah. some, <laughs> some Jerry Garcia yeah. in, a, in a bag. It was the brother of Andy Garcia, whatever his name was. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So they end up cutting a deal and Kenny goes free. Yay. His butthole is safe from being stretched. <laughs> By Nasty Nate. And uh, now Thurgood has to make things right with Mary Jane. So he throws his last spliff over the bridge for her. You'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, there was a weird scene with like, you know, it's funny though. I I get it. We're um, unfortunately the late. You've never tried quitting weed, man. (laughs) I've never tried quitting weed. I've tried quitting like fatty foods and it's bad. It's tough too. That's much harder. It's way harder. It's way tougher. Cutting sugar and cutting fatty foods is goddamn difficult. Sugar is an un- unbelievable amount of stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that that is one of like the probably one of the most unhealthy drugs that we allow like to be such so implanted into our food system because it's just like it Give just me some sugar, baby. Oh, it's so addicting. <laughs> goddamn. I love it. So, all right. But yes, he throws away his weed after having a fun little interaction with a weed with a face and uh, all that. She's not like an actual, like a comedian that I recognized or had had many credits that was really worth talking about. So Thurgood lets us know that, yeah, he uh, he's willing to throw it away because he loves weed, but not as much as he loves pussy. I got, I agree with him there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I, I would magic quit a lot of stuff for that as well. So, all right. And that is the end. And we get a song called I Get Lifted by UB40 that plays over the credits. Uh, now, did y'all stick around for the post credit scene? Did not. No. So you don't. Did you? You've never seen the post credit scene of Half Baked? Uh-uh. uh-uh. No. It's really nothing too special, but it's Dave Chappelle with uh, the rest of like his gang and all the, the kids that were playing his game. And I bet this was something that they threw in there just so the MPAA wouldn't piss them off or so they could kind of appease the MPAA. They basically say, Hey everybody, I'm Dave Chappelle. If you want to learn more about marijuana or other illegal substances, go to your local library. Because remember, the more you read, the the smarter smarter you are. If you want to learn more about marijuana or other illegal substances, (laughs) go to your local library. Because remember, 
The more you read, the smarter you are. It's like a bullshit little PSA. It's kind of a joke, but it's funny. And that is the end of Half Baked. Matt, you're our guest, so I'll let you I'll let you end us off here, okay? So we'll save it first. John, we're going to start with you. I'll be honest. I was a little wary of going back. Uh, a lot of films that I watched back when I, you know, when I was in high school and college that I thought were funny then that we've revisited, I've thought, hmm, they're not as funny now. I'm, I'm a little bit older and my tastes have changed. With the exception of the ending, which I thought I found a little slow, I actually had a pretty good time watching this film. It went really fast. The first, like, three quarters of this film went by really fast. I mean, granted, it's only about an hour and a half, but still the pacing was good. Um, the jokes were funny, and I found myself remembering, oh, yeah, that line, oh, yeah, that line. And so I had a genuinely fun time going back and watching this film. Uh, I'll agree that I had a good time rewatching the film. Um, I will say it wasn't as funny as I remember. I would say when I was younger, because I've never been like the, the, the pot smoker kind of, you know, that where I got a lot of that humor, but I still appreciated the humor. And so I liked it a little bit less probably than I liked it maybe 10, 15 years ago. But I still enjoyed it. And the highlight, very similar to what John said, was hearing these lines that I had forgotten were part of Half-Baked was like, it, that added uh, an appreciation to be for the writing to me, just to be like, oh shit, they're making things so much more memorable to me than I even remembered. And it is a funny film. Um, it's it is quite, quite good. Yeah, it's, you know, if I watch it again in 10 years or less, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm still going to enjoy it. So... Yeah, there's some great moments, and so I was happy to rewatch Half Baked. Matt, yeah, I, I still uh, I still love this movie. It's obviously uh, my nostalgic past. I watched it with my wife, and we had just as good of a time laughing our asses off as I did that first time back in 1998 in the movie theaters. You know, it's not a it's not one of those movies you're gonna have to think. So you know, mm-hmm. if you're wanting kind of a, a brain tease or twister oh, yeah. or something, you know, but if you want to give your brain a break, take check this movie out. I mean it hilarious to me today well put all right now we are talking pro stars from 1991 it was on nbc and it had 13 episodes so a half a season basically there are uh it's three it's about three of like the greatest athletes of that day join forces ever Ever. Well, yes, maybe, yes, ever. Uh, Ever. They join forces to fight crime, help children, and often protect the environment, things like that. Um, Very much this show is oriented towards kids as a cartoon. And also with the help of inventor Mom and her apprentice Denise, they uh, get some different inventions that kind of join them on their wacky adventures. I'm going to straight up say I've never heard of this fucking show. Uh, John, what about you? Never heard of it. Never Matt, heard why, of it. why the fuck are we talking <laughs> pro stars? Absolutely. So this is probably, I'd say, the first part of my nostalgic past. Um, you know, there's the childhood and then my teenage years. Um, so Half-Baked would, would fit that. And then I put pro stars in here because even though it lasted just barely a year, when you're a kid, a year mm. is a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this moment in time, I was having baseball cards were just huge to me oh yeah so michael jordan he's my favorite basketball player ever i I will contend and argue with anybody he is the greatest because the reason why i'll put him over kobe and i'll put him over lebron people forget how great defender he was yeah 
just an insane defender. And it's, it's a different game today, but uh, his defense was just second to none. He was a perennial, you know, on the all defensive team, just like he was on the first, you know, first team. If, and if, then, if he didn't, if he did not do that one season of baseball, the, the Chicago Bulls would have done seven straight years of championships. Like everyone knows this. Yeah. Pretty insane. Yeah. Kind of some weird stuff with his dad getting murdered, you know. You don't, yeah, which you know, of course hear. made him, you know, want to honor him and join into mm-hmm. the to the baseball scene, and, and I totally get that. Um, and but we and we got the awesome movie, uh, Spaceballs because of, or not Spaceballs, Space, Space Jam, Jam because of it. So yep, yeah. I mean, so so question: Did you did you watch this fucking show? Like, yeah, absolutely. I watched okay. this show. I remember. Um, this is this show introduced me to Wayne Gretzky. I didn't know oh. uh, anything about hockey. I mean, it is. I will say the representation of Wayne Gretzky is nothing like Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I mean, you know. None of them are like that, but. Wayne Gretzky still holds so many records, though, you would not believe. And, um, for, and for the longest time, I was like, I was kind of on that train because I'm a big hockey guy. And so I was on the train like, uh, no, Wayne Gretzky is not the greatest. Wayne Gretzky is not the greatest. And this was when I was way younger. And then I looked at his records and all the records he had. And I was like. Okay, I retract that. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's the greatest. He had uh, 92 goals in the 81-82 season. Yeah. He started sick. skating at age two. Uh, he still holds um, the Pee Wee Hockey hockey League record <laughs> for 378 goals. Yeah, he, he holds or shares 60 NHL records today. Yeah, insane, uh, including the most goals of all time and the most assists of all time, and it ain't close, the person yeah. next to him. So it's <laughs> and crazy. the game's different. I mean... Could you imagine what he'd do today? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so there's that. And then Bo Jackson. You guys know you have a Bo Jackson uh, degree to you, don't you? Yeah, our uncle used to Your coach him. Your uncle, yeah. He also uh, he coached uh, Frank, Frank Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. And Bo Jackson, personally, he is my favorite athlete ever as a kid. I, you know, I had the Bo Nose Bo, or the Bo, you know, I had his bat, or yeah. not his yeah. bat, but his, uh, the book. Yes, the yes. Over his, over the shoulder plate. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a classic shot. I know exactly, yes, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. What that guy did, just insane. When he was coming into the NFL, they, uh, they clocked him. And this wasn't an electronic one like they do today with somebody's finger, but right. they clocked him at 418. I mean, Jesus. dude, that's insane. I mean, you know. He's, he would, like, he's chock full of muscle, too. Like, that's the thing. That's, 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 that's it. He would truck linebackers, yeah. and then he would run past defensive ends. And usually it's the other way around. If that guy would have chosen one sport, preferably baseball, because especially, you know, football, running back, you're not going to last more than three, four years. Right. He was a great baseball player. In uh, 1989, he won the AL, or no, no, he won the All-Star MVP. Mm. And then just, you know, he'd run up walls, just yeah, insane that, that, highlights. He was a royal, right, when he did that up-the-wall run. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, what a great little highlight that is. And he made striking out fun, even. He'd <laughs> yeah. break the bat over his knee. <laughs> yes. He's just a badass. You know, and now he bow hunts. I, I did see that. I yeah. saw a little special on him. Bo Jackson is one of those guys that is special for, I think, one of the things. And not just that he played two There have been other guys that have played. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, he kind of had a short career. I forgot what, what, it, what it was that brought him down, whether it was injury or something like that. I feel like that was the 80s, though, man. I mean, it was just go hard, go home. I mean, well, here's the thing. We're still talking about this guy 20, 30, 40 years absolutely. later from his career. Even with a short career, because not only did he play two sports, he played them both well, and not oh, just yeah. adequately well, 
really fucking well. He was the top of both of them. Insane. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like when Jordan played baseball. You went because that was kind of a novelty. Yeah. Even with, with Tim Tebow right, playing. Exactly. Um, it, was, it was a novelty, but Bo, I would want him on my team playing football. I'd want him on my team playing baseball. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, and did you guys know he was also in that uh, Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura fight? He was playing he for was the He was there? Fox. Yeah, he was there, dude. Oh, oh wow. Shit. And <laughs> yeah, listen, listen to that interview Bo gives about that because Bo talks about how Tim Raines was also. So Bo up, Bo's up next and then Tim Raines. So they knew Nolan Ryan was going to uh, hit uh, Ventura because uh-huh. they knew Nolan Ryan wanted no part of Bo or Tim Raines. <laughs> of course not. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bo said that when he ran out, um, he jumped up on the mound and he was going to just come down and just pile drive somebody. They all cleared out. <laughs> and he just laid it, boom, right on the ground. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, pro stars. The cast of this show. Uh, Michael Jordan was voiced by Dorian Harewood. Uh, John, I, I, you probably, you watch, you're a Full Metal Jacket fan, right? I can't remember. From the movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah, I like Full Metal Jacket. Okay, yeah, he he was in Full Metal Jacket. He was also uh, one of the Mon stars in Space Jam. Hmm. Cool on that. I did see recently the new Space Jam. I watched it with my kids. How I, is it? I enjoyed it only because I was with my kids and they enjoyed it. You know, Sissy, my my middle child, my youngest daughter, she was cheering. I mean, she oh, was really wow. excited and happy. So you know what? I, I liked it. It's uh, it wasn't anything new. I mean, it was pretty yeah. much the same yeah. movie, just updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I I enjoyed and it. That's, you know they're not making that movie for us. They're, they're no making, exactly. They're making it for the kids, and that's what the yep. first one was for. So it totally, and that's awesome that I got little kids and they liked yeah, it. So that I this generation it. of kids are fucking loving it too. So that's that's really cool. Uh, Dorian Harewood also was one of the main voices in Biker Mice from Mars. I remember him most actually from because I was a big Spider-Man the animated series fan, and mm-hmm. he voiced a character named Tombstone. In that that one. Spider-Man, dude, that was great. It was I a love great show. Those villains in that. Yep, dude. and yeah, so he was a he was great as the the voice of Tombstone. But he's done tons of voice work. That stuff. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was voiced by Townsend Coleman, who we would all recognize as Michelangelo on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. the classic. Uh, he was also the Tick in the show The Tick. Oh, the Tick. Yes. And he's just done tons of stuff. Townsend Coleman is a great voice actor. Uh, the voice of Bo Jackson was done by Dave Fenoy. Uh, he actually turned up doing a lot more video games uh, recently, including um, like uh, Arkham Asylum stuff and, and that series as Lucius Fox. Um, he also was in the Sonic cartoon or one of the Sonic cartoons in the 90s, but tons of stuff for him. Mom was voiced by Susan Silo. Is she uh, actually Jewish or was she just doing like... I, the- I did not <laughs> check how Jewish... Because I mean, that was so stereotypical. The character was so... Badly, John. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but she uh, has voiced characters in Shaolin Showdown, also Biker Mice from Mars. And uh, props, or John, you might respect this. She was one of the uh, main, main-ish characters in James Bond Jr. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other great voices that lent their uh, their talents to this show. Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, Tara Strong, Charlie Adler, Jim Cummings, Pat Fraley, Debbie Derryberry, who we've all talked about multiple times. Uh, then also um, Marv Albert uh, was in a lot of because he is a is a sports that announcer. was pre biting and uh, yeah. you know sodomizing women. Yeah, <laughs> did he do did he do all that? He got in trouble for yeah he bit uh he bit a woman on her back or something like that oh, left marks God. so Jesus yeah, Christ then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Fucking Marv Albert, Jesus. Uh, so, 
each of the the pro stars, the three main were obviously Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson. They were kind of representing all the major, the four major sports, basketball, hockey, uh, baseball and football for Bo Jackson. So they were kind of like taking up uh, the, you know, the stars of those. Michael Jordan was kind of the calm, collected leader of the group. Bo Jackson. He was the Donatello. Yeah, sure. He was, he was smart. Uh, Bo Jackson was actually super smart because they- I'm sorry, Leonardo. What am I thinking? Yeah, he was Leonardo. He was Leonardo. Bo Jackson was the super smart, but also super strong guy. Like Beast? Yeah, okay. You know what? I will give that. He was kind of like the beast. They really tied in the bow nose. uh, Oh, yeah. Advertising. They said, watch this show and do a drinking game of every time they say (laughs) bow nose, you're dead. You're fucking dead. But I, but they tied in, oh, Bono's calculus, and then he would just, like, do some fucking calculus. Like, so they, they had him both as a great athlete, but also, like, the Bono's, he was always smart. And then Wayne Gretzky was just a fucking goofball. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, always hungry. He was, like, honestly, he reminded me of Shaggy a oh, little yeah. bit because he was just constantly hungry and just kind of, like, there for comedic relief. One of the episodes I watched, he made a big-ass fucking sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. the exact same thought. Like, yeah. He's fucking shaggy. Well, he's yes. not fucking shaggy, but that's a different show. Also in the show, uh, they would have some of, well, they would have Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson show up as like real life people answering questions at the beginning and kind of setting up uh, kind of like the main bit of the show. Uh, Michael Jordan never did that. It was only <laughs> Gretzky. He was and- way too big. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah, I'm going to make the money, but I'm not going to do any work for this shit. Uh, so he lent his money. But yeah, Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson were nice enough to actually, you know, spend some time in a studio. It's Jordan versus Bird, man. Oh, dude. Uh, I yeah. love that game so much. Oh, that's a good game. So, yeah. Um, that's... Most of what I I watch, I will say, hold on. I watched. Well, you know, before we dive into how much we watched and then our ultimate thoughts, I gotta talk that awful fucking theme song. Michael's prime is slam time. Pro stars, show stars, trains hot, slam shot. so bad yeah so 90s dude so early yes. 90s it was so, so and did you it, get to captain planet vibes from like the oh, animation kind of. and kind of just yeah, the feel yeah, of yeah. It? yeah definitely might have been the same animation it company. totally yeah could have been the same animation but i will say like that their theme song had like ties of almost like they were trying to copycat like you know a stadium anthem song mm-hmm. almost like yeah like a we will rock you but that kind of was stuff. it before jock jams i don't remember when jock oh jams no i think out. jock jams was later in the 90s so yeah okay. it was before that 
let's uh how many episodes i ended up watching two episodes how about y'all yeah i watched i ended up watching three but okay. I, I only actually watched one because it was in the morning and trying to get kids around yeah. and yeah. you know everybody get their breakfast and diapers changed and so really i only watched one so john yeah. is it is it is it that awesome when you have to stop changing diapers and worrying about kids shitting themselves how how light how much is life better once kids are a little bit grown more grown up i i will get i will say this uh it definitely gets easier but that's also when they get grow, more grown that's when you have to start worrying that's when you start worrying about more things okay because then you know the kids are becoming more aware uh, of the stuff you basically hide from them when they're <laughs> kids yeah so it, it's it's a trade-off i got through one okay <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I wanted to mention when you said you said this was on NBC, right? Yes. So this was originally supposed to be part of an ESPN kid block oh. that they were going to do, and when that fell through, NBC. Mm. Per- okay, so it was it was designed for NBC ESPN, which makes sense. Yeah, but they, yeah, they didn't do that. Okay. And Marv Alberts worked for NBC, so I bet you that's why. Yeah, that could have been an easy tie-in. Um, all right, our final thoughts, Matt. I'm actually gonna let you go first this time. Yeah. Again, okay, so the animation is just horrible. <laughs> the storylines, it's kind of like a, an Inspector Gadget meets Captain Planet type thing, you know, going on. And it's not original. I, but I think that it really, like I said, it introduced me to Wayne Gretzky. So I think it really just kind of helped introduce kids into sports and shedding a positive light on things. And yeah, and like I said, my, uh, middle, my middle child, she watched it with me. And she loved it. She was cheering. So I actually enjoyed it because of that. But it's nothing I would ever seek out and watch. And it's just, it's in my nostalgic past, and that's where it will stay. And John? I mean, it wasn't great. We've had plenty of shows that we've talked about where you're like, oh, yeah, we totally watched the show as a kid. And then you go back and watch it, and you're like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, because it's made for kids. It's made for little kids. Sometimes they can be really good about thinking of the adult while they're you know, making for the kids, and then sometimes they just shoot straight for the lowest denominator. Um, and this was kind of that. I I think I probably enjoyed more listening to the actual Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky talk mm. than I did the actual cartoon. It was nice yeah. to have them on. What helped me is that I had no predeterminations with this. I'd never heard of it. I'd mm-hmm. never seen it. And so, honestly, I didn't give any fucks about it. And so... When I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm going in expecting a piece of shit. It only, I knew it only lasted 13 episodes, so it wasn't going to be great. And so, yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's maybe not even good. But it wasn't terrible. Honestly, this is not the worst thing that John and I have reviewed on this show. This is not the worst thing that, you know, I've gone back and rewatched. And I can see for sport fan kids, for, for those sporty mm-hmm. kids who loved watching sports, I can see the appeal. Baseball cards were huge at that time. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, and, and those were my three guys. Well, Wayne Gretzky became my yeah, third guy. Came but, mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved Jordan and I loved yeah. Bo Jackson. So it was like, in a cartoon, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Am I going to go watch the 11 more episodes that I missed? Fuck no. God no. <laughs> but do I have some modicum of respect for the show? Sure. And I, and I can understand why you and some other people might actually appreciate it back in the day. This episode of the Blast from Our Past podcast is not brought to you by 
Is there anyone out there who still isn't clear about what doing drugs does? Okay, last time. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Right, and now we're going to do the casting portion of the show. As we mentioned at the top, we are going to recast Half Baked using actors today. Uh, we're going to keep it to a relatively low group since we got three people here. We are going to do Thurgood, we're going to do Scarface, we're going to do Brian, Kenny, and Mary Jane for good measure. Um, I will say I had a little bit harder time with this casting only because I realized a lot of these guys were big comedians at the time. And I'm not as tuned in to the big stand-up comedians right now. Because that was my initial thought was, oh, I need to get stand-up comedians. Because they're the ones who were in the movie. And I was like, oh, shit. I had a little bit harder time figuring out who I was going to do it. Now, I'm, I'm relatively happy with my cast. I, I, it may not be the perfect casting for the movie, but I think it'll be okay. I had a lot of fun doing this. Just because I, I, that's what I, that was my main criteria was that they had to be comedians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for for Mary Jane. She had yeah. a big tits. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, and I watched everybody that I put on this list, I, I watched. I wasn't going to put anybody just because they fit, a, right. you know, a, a mold. Right. But uh, yeah, so I had a lot of fun, you know, uh, learning about new comedians. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with Mary Jane. She's kind of our, our she's a reoccurring character, but doesn't isn't throughout the whole movie. So the other four guys are kind of our more important. And Adam, I will let you start us off with who you picked for Mary Jane. Sure. So um, the vibes I got from Mary Jane were gorgeous. That actress is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Oh. <laughs> and um, also you had to have kind of innocent vibes. You know, she 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 doesn't do drugs. She doesn't, you know, care about that. So she has to be kind of wholesome. Very conservative dressing. and Yes, conservative and wholesome kind of vibes. Um, so my initial thought was almost Nathalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones who played uh, – uh, she is kind of wholesome and innocent kind of things, but I've cast her before, and so I just kind of kept looking down the rabbit hole, and I came across this absolutely gorgeous lady who might be my next fixation. <laughs> her name is Denise Vassi, V-A-S-I. She is absolutely beautiful, and uh, she is going to be my Mary Jane. I think she is my new drug. I'll say that. She's been in um, a bunch of episodes of All My Children. Uh, she like literally that's she's in Magic Mike. Whoa, dude, she is beautiful. <laughs> she is st- stupid attractive. Her eyes, man. The, oh, yeah, exactly. That, that's the first thing I saw too. The eyes, stupid attractive. And so I was like, yep. I that, and that's what it was. I saw her. I'm like, yes, please. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, okay, I'll go ahead and jump in with mine. I I just kind of went with uh, an actress that I actually haven't used. She is a little bit older now. She's actually about our age. She's getting pretty big right now, and I think she's beautiful, and uh, I also think she's funny, so I think that helps a little bit. Uh, I went with Tiffany Haddock. Uh, she was in Girls Trip. Oh, yeah. Um, she was in that movie Keanu. You remember with the... Uh, yeah, um, she's she's bigger, definitely bigger than um, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. actor, D- Denise Vassi. I don't think she's as hot as Denise Vassi, but that doesn't matter. That's fair. That's fair. Yes. And that, this is not about a hotness factor, even right. though I totally won if we were doing a hotness factor, <laughs> um, but... Uh, Tiffany Haddish is a better actress, at least from her credits. So you don't have to be a good actress, though. So I think <laughs> I, I like your pick better. I'm just going to tell you already. All right. Well, then who did you go with? I went with Sydney Sweeney. 
I gotta look that so up. I had the uh, the narrative that, uh, that all she had to do was just have great sweater tits, sweater tits, <laughs> uh, sweater puppies, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I'm watching White Lotus on HBO Max, and okay, she's in okay. Euphoria. She's in. She is very attractive. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at uh, sweater puppies, if you will. Yes. Attractive. <laughs> I think I think I agree. I'm gonna give it to Adam. Uh, yep. Only if only for the eye. Yeah. yeah. Knockout. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Then, and that's she is the kind of like those eyes would immediately like attract the Thurgood to be like, Yep, I'm gonna go after her. I think she'd pretty much attract anybody, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, all right. Well let's go to Henny, our unfortunate soul who killed a horse. A police horse, as it were. And I'll jump in with mine first. I this was the one I had the hardest time figuring yeah. out who I was gonna do. Um because Harlan Williams the way he acts in this movie is kind of how he does his stand-up. Yeah. So you can't... It's not something that's... At that point, you're really just going to be kind of... It's not like his character in his little side piece there in um, Dumb and Dumber. Right. Yeah, no. Not at it, all. I decided just to go with a guy who I think is funny and could could do that whole thing. Um, he's normally part of a whole group that does movies together, but I'm going to pull him out for this one. Uh, his name is Paul Soter. S-O-T-E-R. He's one of the broken lizard guys from Super Troop. I'm not going to lie. I actually kind of considered, do I just want to make this a broken lizard movie at one point? <laughs> but but they've already done stuff like this. So I, I you know. They did Beer Fest, so they did their own version. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 Club Dread is basically uh, also another kind of like stoner one like this as well. So, well, all of yeah, their that, movies all have odd. kind of aspects of them. We of can weed. Do that. But yeah, he's funny. He's funny, dude. I, I can see that. I can also kind of see him as uh, the wholesome kind of guy because he's kind of the wholesome dude in Super Troopers. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Matt, who did you pick for your Kenny? I went with DC Pearson. DC. I recognize the name. I'm going to have to look it up to see the face. You'll know him when you see it. Oh, yeah, I've seen his comedy for sure. That oh, long hair. I yeah. hate that guy. No, 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 wait, sorry. He looks like the guy... In all those fucking soap commercials, is he the same one? That in, I'm in not ads? sure. No, oh, he is. The, the, I think he is. You're talking about the Sasquatch? Like, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Sasquatch shit. Sasquatch. Uh, I think soap. it's a different. I think it's Whatever. a different guy. It's a different guy. <laughs> okay, good because I hate that guy because his ads are constantly popping up on everything I watch. Okay, I do yeah. recognize this guy from stuff that I've seen, and I do think he's funny. I think that's a that's not that's a that's I think a he decent could fit call. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely. I've seen him and stuff. Other okay. word, Adam. Yeah, I went with a guy who is maybe less wholesome uh, with some of the stuff, particularly with the Me Too movement that attacked him. But I think you know he came out you know relatively okay because um, his stuff wasn't the worst. But overall, I think he's a funny guy. He's also has been a proponent for weed. That was something that I actually kind of looked into was who are people who are um, you know proponents for weed and, and like you know because I want to want and aspect of you know some of some of the humor on this is because you know dave Chappelle and jim brewer and these guys follow what they preach if you will <laughs> you know <laughs> they practice what they preach but this guy is a hilarious dude and i can totally see him as an innocent character actually he kind of is more of the innocent guy in uh his netflix show master of none he's more of kind of like the silly douche in parks and rec but i put him on there because i think he's a funny guy i went with aziz ansari so okay. Bigger name than what y'all did. But yeah. I, I, he, I've seen him as kind of like the weaker. I like I his stand-up. So. He's got great stand-up, mm -hmm. and I think I can see him as like a, a calmer kind of kindergarten teacher, that kind of thing. Absolutely. 
Okay. Sure. I'd buy that. Yeah, cool. Okay. I'd buy that. Uh, okay. Brian, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let Matt start us off with this one. Yeah, so um, originally I wanted to go with my favorite. I was going to make, make it be an actress. I was going to go with Baby from Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. I mean, oh, having a, f- a baby dinosaur, a brontosaurus, Adam. I mean, it is so fucking awesome. Fuck you. Get the fuck off this podcast. You're fucking done Unfortunately, with you. she's not retired, you. and uh, she lives in Wall, South Dakota, and does duets <laughs> on the weekend with Singing Sam the Gorilla Man at Wall. Oh, Singing Sam <laughs> All right. You know what? You brought it back. You brought it back. I hated you for a second, and then you brought it back to Singing Sam the Gorilla Man, and now the thing is we have to tell everybody about Singing Sam the Gorilla Man at Waldrug. We need to go back there someday. <laughs> All of us need to take our families out there and so do that again. We had in in this is like straight up. We've had some good family reunions. For me, that South Dakota family family reunion on this side of the family with with, with Matt with like all of that side is the one I'm probably most nostalgic for. Yeah, uh, from any of my family reunions and. So we went to South Dakota. We saw, you know, the Badlands. We saw all these bison. We saw Mount Rushmore, and we saw Walter. The Corn Palace. The Corn oh, yeah. Palace. <laughs> that was Grandpa's favorite, by the way. Yes, yeah. of Down. course. We of course, and we saw. Uh, we went to Waldrug, which, if anybody has been out that area, it's just a big fucking like, you know, just you see so many center. billboards, dude. Billboard yes. after billboard, and you know, and there's nothing. It's complete flatness, boringness, just nothing to look at except for these billboards. And you're like, this place is gonna be fucking awesome. I can't <laughs> wait. There's been, you know, you're just in this road trip forever, and finally you get there, and oh, it's nothing. It's like a big. It's a flea, flea market. market. Yeah, it's a big flea market. It's the whitest thing ever, dude. <laughs> but in the back. They had this area of like slot machines, kind of like um, the Chuck E. Cheese kind of animatronic uh-huh. people. And they had this one called Singing Sam the Gorilla Man, <laughs> who it was in terrible shape. Like half his gorilla face was like It was robotic off. too. And the robot, it was just was so janky the way it moved. So yeah. then you got this half ripped off face gorilla thing. Oh my gosh. It was and, just- it's, and it's become... A, a thing like literally like between our family uh me bro- my brother and abby and jesse my sister you're she, exactly uh, jesse she's been back she said they have it. a new singing sam they have a no oh, they updated him they updated him i guess whoa <laughs> and i would say it literally is us i don't think um molly our other cousins molly and jennifer sure, i thought molly was thought molly, molly was there molly was there okay. she may not have seen singing sam but she was definitely on that trip. yeah 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 but that, i mean but the thing is singing sam was like particularly an 80 spees mash like uh-huh. that was it so oh, yeah it oh, is yeah. we've bonded about that and so yeah. it's just it's and reaching for music and, and that was another thing i want to <laughs> <laughs> reaching for music this is all what an odd joke. place for a museum though nobody man. nobody's gonna get these jokes <laughs> you don't have to it's our nostalgic podcast man <laughs> it's a blast from our past people not your past <laughs> I mean, goddamn, some good stuff. So, so uh, I ended up going with Eric Andre. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's. Okay. I think that's a great call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your call better than mine because I ended up casting someone I hate. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't find this guy funny at all, but he seemed the most Jim Brewerish mm. of the guys I looked at. I went with Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, I don't like. Oh him. okay. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Uh, so we're gonna move Definitely on Eric from Andre. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, who did you go with? 
Uh, I went with actually, well, he'd, uh, I don't know if he would do an American accent for this, but he is a proponent of marijuana. Um, he's a funny guy with some funny ass stand up. I loved him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I went with Russell Brand. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Russell Brand. Okay. All I'm right, just so, not. Yeah. I've tried end. to watch some of his stuff, and I even his stand up, I can't get into it. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, buzzkill you right there. <laughs> and also, he worked. He works in a record store, and Russell Brand. You know, you could see him working in a record store. Yes, I could see him working in a record store, but I see him more as sort of pretentious record store yeah. owner. Maybe he's better for a cameo. Yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right, Eric Andre wins this one. All right, <laughs> uh, Scarface. Who I don't think we ever get his real name, do we? You have to look it up. Um, well, even on IMDb, he's credited as Scarface. Scarface yeah. Like I don't even think that I don't even know that they ever mentioned his real name. I guess not. Yeah. I think about it. So, uh, Adam, why don't you start us off with this? I went with a guy who I thought is would be just as kind of douchey as Scarface is, and John already mentioned him for his Brian, but I think he'd be a better Scarface. I went with Pete Davidson. Okay, <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And he is a big proponent for weed as well, so I thought it just it just fit. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, Matt, who'd you go with? So I did some digging on this one, um, particularly because I love the line, stop right there or your Mexican friend gets it, yo, I'm Cuban B. So I, I looked for a Cuban <laughs> oh, uh, shit. <laughs> for a Cuban comedian. I found one, and he's actually pretty funny. He's a, he's a comedian and, an, and a rapper, so I think that would also be perfect for Scarface. Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. His name is Chingo Bling. That's a great stage wow. name. If, there's no way that's his real name. But. No. Okay. I don't know. I can't even like... No, he's not been in anything, but you, I yeah. feel like for that part of Scarface, you don't have to have great acting skills. And he's <laughs> he's a comedian and a, and a rapper, so, so there you he can totally do it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I yeah, I didn't reach too far for this one. Um, this guy's funny. He's played characters kind of similar to this already, so it wouldn't be too much of a stretch. Uh, he's really, really funny. Uh, he's not a comedian, per se, but he's a comedic actor. He's actually a really good actor. I put Michael Pena. Oh, he's funny. He's funny as shit. Yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. I I, I, don't, I don't see any. I I think he'd be able to play this without a without a problem. Yes, oh, he's absolutely. At, I'd give him as one of like our top ten most diverse actors today because I've seen him in dramatic shit where he's amazing. I've seen him in super com- comedic shit and he's amazing. Uh, the guy is very talented. So he's almost Daniel Day Lewis. Almost exactly. <laughs> he could. I I and I. My third good Jenkins is Daniel Day Lewis. So totally what a perfect segue. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So let's go to our actual pick for for third girl, third good. What you know? I you know you don't think he could do it? If you don't think Daniel Day Lewis could do it, fuck you. Nobody you know what? Can. I don't. I don't think he could do it. I <laughs> I legitimately don't think he could pull it off. I don't know, dude. Didn't he become like a, a shoe? Didn't he make shoes? Every every here's his pattern. His pattern is is he 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 does something like great movie, and then he like decides he's going to retire from acting and take up some inane trade. And then after about four or five years, he gets sick of that and he goes back and does another really great acting performance. <laughs> and it just kind of starts over and over and over again. <laughs> I think he's still technically retired at this point, but you know who knows what'll happen. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and start with this one off, and we're definitely going to end with Matt since this was uh, your pick, so we'll let you have the last word. Uh, this one, I had a couple of guys that I was end up going back and forth on. Um, I initially thought uh, maybe Ron Funches, because I really like Ron Funches. He's really Good funny. Good comedy. Good comedy. Um, I ended up going with another guy who is currently on Saturday Night Live, but I know him best from his stuff 
on uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and I went with Michael Shea. Okay. Yeah, he does the um, the weekend update. He's very yeah. fa- that he's yep. been on that for yep. a while. Yeah, he's been doing okay. that for a little while. My only issue is I don't I haven't seen Michael Che in anything else to trust that he could lead this film to me. That's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. I'll I'll live with that. Okay, Adam, I, I like him for what I've seen him in though. How about that? Okay, I'll, I'll take it. All right, uh, all right Adam. What did, who did you really go with? Uh, I went with a guy who could one hundred percent lead a film. He has done literally everything from some of the most funny comedy out there. He's done some great stand-up comedy to some great rapping to some great literally everything, including being the maybe is he better than Billy D. Williams as as Lando Carson? I don't fucking know, but maybe. <laughs> and he would literally, if he was in this movie, I would one hundred percent go see it. I went with Donald Glover. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he could lead a movie. You love that guy, dude. <laughs> I love Donald Glover. <laughs> I, he doesn't, I don't know, is he a weed guy? I don't know if he's a weed guy, but yes, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> for, the, for our argument, we're going to say yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll never say no to Donald Glover. I'll, yeah. I've watched him do anything, pretty much, so. Yeah, he has done everything. It is a little unexpected, but I don't, I'm not going to hate on it, so. All right, cool. All right, Matt, take us home. So this is my uh, Kenny Funyuns scene where he just nails it. I just nailed this pick. I really enjoyed this <laughs> pick, and I enjoyed watching his stand-up. Um, I'd never heard of this guy before. I uh, watched his stuff, and he's one of my favorite comedians, new comedians that are right now. It's uh, Gerard Carmichael. You know what? I think I came across his name when I was looking at If you're bored, check out his just you know a few sets of his. He's got oh, great okay. timing. Uh, I'm looking at him, and I have not seen any of his stuff, so I'm going to have to check him out. Yeah, absolutely. You'll laugh. Okay. Very cool. Looks like he's done some TV. He's definitely done some acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Dave Chappelle was not big going into this one. No. Yeah. Exactly. Having someone who's smaller kind of diving, coming up, might be a really good fit. So, okay. I'm cool with that. Cool. I'm excited then to check him out. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch some of that stand-up for sure. No, yeah, he's like Dave Chappelle, where he just doesn't care. He's gonna say it, uh, and I love that. I've definitely yeah, and, and like been. I said, great timing. To me, okay. comedy and timing—it just—it comes back to the Golden Girls. They had the best timing. <laughs> and thank you for being a friend, Matt, and thank you for being a Golden Girl. Bam, 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 bam. What a great, what a great full circle right there. My God, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was comedy, and that was timing. That was perfect. All right, and that was our recasting of Half Baked. Please join us next time as we are joined by Misinformation co-host Julia as we count down our top 10 favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.
I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.